We keep hearing that big time dirt racing series should just raise the purses, but it's not that simple. And today I'll run you through how it all works when a big sanction like the Outlaws or High Limit comes to your favorite racetrack. Let's go. It's Monday, December 18th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. If you're watching this and there has been some sort of big dirt racing news that dropped over the weekend that I'm not touching on today, it's because this show was recorded a few days ago. Whatever it was, or if there was nothing, we'll talk about it on the Tuesday Daily uh, on tomorrow. Uh, So stay tuned for that. On this Daily Show, I wanted to go inside a track deal for a big sanctioned series race. Think about a big World of Outlaws show, High Limit, Lucas, What you know? name your favorite big time series, and what that looks like when they come to your favorite track. What do the tracks need to pay? Who shares what revenue? And just generally how it all works. Over the last several years, as we've been bombarded with nonstop commentary about how drivers and teams need to make more money and things like revenue sharing when it comes to streaming, we keep being told the purses just need to go up. The common line is that these races pay the same that they did 20 or 30 years ago. It's not quite true, but hey, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yes, a lot of races have been still 10,000 to win, but there are a lot that aren't just 10,000 to win, and there's more money available down through the field. If you want to see a great year-by-year breakdown of Sprint Car Money, for example, SprintCarRatings.com has a great page for that that shows purse money paid from 2015 through 2023. While the number of races has remained fairly similar across Sprint Car Racing, the payouts have gone up substantially. Are the increases enough? I have absolutely no idea. But I do know that more teams, uh, the, the more money that teams make, the more they're going to spend. Race teams at any level are their own worst enemy when it comes to spending money to go faster than the next guy. But as we talk about purse increases, which are set for, you know, the World of Outlaws sprint cars in 2024, Lucas Lay models have seen some increases, obviously High Limit has pushed the boundaries. I think there's a large portion of the fan base and even some in the industry who don't quite understand where that money comes from. The series don't pay race purses, the racetracks do. Let me say that one more time. Tracks pay purses, series do not. So when fans complain about, oh, the outlaws need to raise the purses, it's not that simple. Brian Carter can't necessarily just wave his hand and have purses go up. Any extra dollar added to a race payout has to come out of the money a track makes on an event like that. So here we go. We're going to use the outlaws here a lot because these are the numbers I have available. I spoke to a friend for this episode to get a bunch of information. And while I won't reveal who they are, they've seen the sport from all sides, including promoting races and they know well the going rate for big-time sanctioned events in 2024. Uh, There are basically three models that are available if you want to hold a series race. You can have a straight sanction, a joint venture, uh, or a track rental. On a straight sanction, the series gets their sanction fee, which uh, the track pays along with the Knight's Purse to that series. For the Outlaws, that also means a couple thousand dollars in insurance. A standard Outlaw Purse, 10,000 to win, 1,000 to start, was $55,800 total in 2023. If you add to that a $25,000 sanction fee, insurance, and a few other odds and ends, you're pretty close to 85 or 90 grand for a night of World of Outlaws sprint car racing at your track. On a straight sanction, the track keeps all revenue from tickets and concessions for the night. So between concessions, pit passes, grandstands, a track needs to cover that 90 grand plus any other nightly expenses like their own marketing to try to get people to buy tickets, staffing, uh, and then they get to keep whatever is left after all of that. While there are still a few of these types of events around the sport, they're becoming fewer and further between. The most likely model is the second one I'm going to talk about, which is a joint venture. This is where the track and series split the night. It obviously takes some risk away from the racetracks, but they also can't benefit as much because they need to split ticketing profits with the series. 
This is good though, because it means both sides have some skin in the game and incentive to make it as good as possible. Under most circumstances, the concession stand revenue stays with the racetrack and is not part of that 50-50 split. And a lot of these JV nights, that's an important part of the track's money-making ability. But any expenses for the night, like marketing, for example, get split between the two sides, and you hope that you sell enough tickets to cover everything and have a profit to share at the end of the race. As the World of Outlaw Sprint Car Series has grown, and WRG has become more knowledgeable and better staffed, JVs have become a very important part of their model. I was told that any new tracks that get added to the schedule at this point must be at least a JV. And there are some benefits there for the racetrack, like WRG's ability to sell tickets through their common platform. They've got expertise and knowledge with marketing and promotion, and they've created significant infrastructure over the years when it comes to promoting events. And that's a key benefit for getting involved with them. The third option is a track rental. In this case, there's very little risk for the racetrack. They get a fee for the rental, they help out with staffing, uh, but they usually get to keep concession stand profits. Usually a solid payout will be on the cards for the track with very little downside. But anything that comes through the front gate and ticketing revenue goes straight to the series. So if it's big night, packed grandstands, the racetrack doesn't get to share in any of those profits. There's obviously much less risk, but also the potential for much less reward. So there you are with the three current models being employed by the big players. Now, as we talk about a number in the $90,000 range for a single night, no, that was for 2023, based on the standard outlaw purse. If the purse is elevated, 20,000 to win, 1,500 to start, or something like we saw at Husits or elsewhere with much bigger money on the line, then the expenses are obviously much larger. For 2024, where we're seeing a bump in a lot of places, that difference in the purse is being made up by the racetracks. So they either eat the added purse, uh, they need to sell more tickets, or they need to raise prices on the tickets they do sell to cover the raise none of which are easy decisions or easy to implement. Eating it is going to sting. Obviously, that's going to hurt your bottom line. Selling more tickets, obviously not a guarantee. And raising prices is going to draw the ire of your race fans. There are other ways to offset costs like event sponsorships, but those don't exactly grow on trees and can be difficult to track down for promoters that are often working with very small groups of employees or maybe even alone. If we focus on the Sprint Cars uh, for 2024, Brian Carter's comments to Jeremy Elliott at SprintCarUnlimited.com pointed towards a 12% purse increase. Uh, that would take that $55,800 uh, 55, purse and make it 62, 000, about $62,500. It's like a $1,200 to start, $12,000 to win World of Outlaws show. For comparison, the $10,000 to win shows for High Limit are about a $50,000 purse, $49,650. dollars to win shows are $68,250. And those midweek $20,000 to win races have a total purse of almost $75,000. High Limit, while also offering those better purses than we've seen in the past from the Outlaws, have also come to tracks with a lower sanction fee. I've been told $20,000 and $15,000 for the second of a two-day show. There's also talk of some of that being subsidized, uh, subsidized as well to make that deal even sweeter for the racetracks. As I was told, all this purse money being raised and better point funds and bonuses is great for the racers, but it does put an added burden on the racetracks that must be made up somewhere. One thing that is a big question mark for High Limit at this moment is some of that promotion infrastructure we talked about with WRG. Ticketing, customer service, marketing, all of those things uh, take time to staff up and get working in positive directions. High Limit will get there, but it's going to take some time and there's going to be bumps along the road in the way. I think that's one thing that probably hasn't been talked about enough around the startup of High Limit is all of the things they need to do to have a series ready to roll by February. A schedule and drivers are obviously key. 
But there are so many details behind the scenes that need to be worked out. And as they say, the devil is always in the details. On the late model side, I've been told the sanction fees are often dramatically smaller than those we've talked about with the sprint cars, at least at the national level. But a lot of the other details remain the same. So if you're a fan on that side, know that a lot of the same stuff still applies. I wanted to talk through all of this, though, so at least my audience has a better and more educated view of how the system works and what is taking place on a nightly basis. We've got drivers in series talking big money at the top, but there are other players and other consequences involved, and we absolutely cannot forget about the racetracks. If we have no racetracks, we have no racing. Hope you guys learned something here. If you have questions I didn't answer, let me know, and I can certainly try and track down the information from my industry friends. We'll call it there for the day. Hope you guys have a great Monday out there. We'll see everybody right back here tomorrow for more regularly scheduled daily programming. 